Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech, this Erevin, Perak 9, Perak Tess, Mishnah Dalet, and Mishnah Hay. And the case we're dealing with is you have a Rosh Hashanah, a public domain, and what you have now is a bridge built from one side of a private domain to the next side of the private domain, which spans over the public thoroughfare. Do we consider, as we saw yesterday, there was the possibility that sometimes we imagine is as if a wall exists. If the wall exists in one area, and one let's say the wall exists for the bridge. Do we look at it as if the wall continues downwards, thus enclosing this area? Again, it's a as a halachic wall. The wall is not there, but we imagine as if sometimes a wall does exist, either going upwards or downwards. Havuna ali al A person builds an upper story on top of uh, bet- the, the, that spans between two houses, and it goes over a rishasarabim. Or you build a bridge. Again, uh, the point is, you have now a bridge with um, that goes over Shesarabim. Do we look at it as if the walls of the bridge not only exist where they, in, they physically exist, but also go downwards, thus enclosing this portion of Shesarabim? It says the first part of Mishnah, yes, in fact, we do, and you can carry underneath the bridge on Shabbos. This is the position of Yehuda. forbid it. What do you mean? We just said in the previous Mishnah, sometimes we do look as if, it, as if a wall does go up and down. The answer is one wall, but not two. In our case, we need two walls to cl- completely close off this Rishos HaRabim. But Rabbi Yehuda was Mekel. The Ode, not only is he Mekel to allow, to allow two imaginary walls to close off the Rishos HaRabim, but he goes even further. Ode on Rabbi Yehuda, Ma'arivin Lamovin Muflush. We can even make a Shita Mavoy. For at both ends of this alley to allow it to carry into either side. The Chamosurim, the Chamosurim say no. As if you recall previously, we had said that you can only make Shita uh, Mavi to go into one, one alleyway, not on both, and Rehuda is Mekel. This is the conclusion of Perak Tes. Perak Yud Mishn Aleph. And now this parak is going to deal with someone who finds, well, these first two Mishnahis can deal with someone who finds tefillin or other sacred items on Shabbos in a public domain. How are they able to transfer them to, to safe keep them? Because these are kisvei kodesh, these are holy items. Hamotzi tefillin, the person's walking, they, oh, what's that? It's tefillin. Machnisen zug zug. What they can do is, let's say they find several pairs of tefillin, they should, they should wear wear a pair, carry it, walk with it to a place where they're, they're, it's going to be safe, and take it off there, and then go back and bring the second pair. The Tana of our Mishnah believes the reason one can do this is because tefillin are an article of clothing, and on Shabbos, one's allowed to wear tefillin, which is actually machlokus. We pass that a person does not, Shabbos loves on tefillin, one does not wear tefillin on Shabbos, but the first Tana of our Mishnah, Tana Kama says, one, in fact, could wear tefillin on Shabbos, but you can't wear two pairs because that's not that's weird. It's strange. But one pair, that's what you wear, that, and that's considered a garment. Thus, that's how you take the tefillin from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah. You may, in fact, bring, wear two pairs at once. Why can you bring two pairs at once? The Gemara points out, interestingly, excuse me, uh, based, and the Rav points out as well, that Rabbi Gamaliel is of the opinion that Shabbos loves man tefillin. You're not allowed to wear tefillin on Shabbos. It's not it's man tefillin halachically. So why are you allowed to wear tefillin then in order to save them? So Rabbi Gamaliel says, because it's considered an adornment. It's a pair. It's beautiful to walk around wearing tefillin to show what tefillin stands for. It's, a, it's an adornment. And therefore, you can even wear two of them because that's just multiplying the adornment you're wearing. When is this the case? When are you allowed to bring tefillin to a safe place on Shabbos? If you find more than one, uh, one, you find two or three, whatever it may be. Mishnios, in the case of old tefillin, which clearly show that they're tefillin. But if you have new tefillin, which don't have any markings to show they're tefillin, but to your exempt, you don't have to because perhaps they're not actually tefillin, but there's some other amulet. But see in Savosin Okrichin. What if someone finds uh, a bundles of tefillin in an area when it's so much they're not able to carry one at a time? What should they do? He should stand guard over them, and then at night, once Shabbos ends, he can bring them to a safe place, and that's what you should do, because you, you don't have time to carry one at a time.
Ubezakana, what if there's a sekana? What if there's a danger where if a person stands there, uh, someone might accuse him of uh, of wearing tefillin. It was a time when one was not allowed to wear tefillin by government decree. So he just covered them and he should walk on his way, but he, he doesn't have to stand there, so he is not accused of wearing tefillin by the evil government. The Gemara does say, however, what if there is, um, it's, it's, the Sakana is not that they're going to accuse you, but rather abandons are going to come. So the Gemara gives you a different dispensation, and that is one is allowed to, as we know, one is allowed to, uh, not, one is not allowed to walk four Amos from Shisarabim. You can't go four Amos from Shisarabim, but what if you do the following? Instead of walking ten Amos, walk four, stop, then walk four Amos again, stop, and go, go so on and so forth, so that you're never walking complete four Amos. So that, in fact, is allowed. Uh, rabbinically, we don't allow it, but in order to save its villain, we would allow that. I wish you all a wonderful day.